it. I've, I've heard, like, I feel like in the last few years, the word introvert and extrovert, like, or like extroverted introvert or introverted extrovert that gets bandied about a lot yeah i actually think it's just like you know your limits Mm -hmm. yeah and you know that you need to recharge which is a totally 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 normal thing like 100 percent like everyone needs to recharge welcome back to nothing shines like dirt empowering actors to create episode 10 i'm leslie shannon and i'm elise sievert Today we are talking to Charlotte Pines, actor, writer, producer, and philosopher. We rallied for feminine power. We took a walk through Cat Planet, her fabulous web series. And finding success means just just showing up. up. The confidence, I don't know, I just, I'm like... I care less about what people think in yeah. my third. Like, just you feel like more prepared to crush the patriarchy. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that's what I'm getting that's ready what for. You're getting yeah. ready for. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the revolution. Yes, yeah. that's yes. a really that's amazing <laughs> way to put it. I love it. <laughs> crush that patriarchy. I am. I didn't it. make that up. I can't take credit. Okay, for that. well, Hashtag. but you, <laughs> it's okay. You, I like it. You could take credit here. We wouldn't know. This yeah. is this is not a fact checking podcast. Right, but you're podcast. gonna put this like into the world. Yeah. So I'm just gonna tell you guys that's not me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when people bite my material. So you're like, sorry, yeah. whoever made that up. <laughs> you just got it from a hashtag. Is that what yeah, you said? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, like I know. Um, is it, maybe it's smash the pa- patriarchy. I think smash, smash the patriarchy. The patriarchy. Is even, even well, then you did better. make it yeah. up. Yeah, no, I just got it wrong, you guys. Crush. Crush. <laughs> hashtag I made it up, which is the same thing. How many? As how many wonderful? I it up. Uh, but how many wonderful creative things and just things in general, like great scientific discoveries that have happened because somebody messed something up. I know, like That's so true. many things. So you own that mess. I love that you got serious with like science. <laughs> No, but that's I was real. Just that's scientific. Real. Yeah, well, no. Well, but it is like so many, I think like accidents. Yeah. like all that. Yeah. There's a few, there's a few of those stories where mm-hmm. it was like a huge accident, mistake, yeah. and then. Yeah. I can't and, think of any right now, but like. Yeah. I, I know they're out there. They, they, <laughs> they exist. exist. I know like, like people actually like cutting, oh, what is it? Like Leonardo DiCaprio actually cut himself and um, Django Unchained and he fucking used it in the scene oh, or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's a creative thing. Yeah. I mean, science is a totally crazy, creative process. Yeah. Oh, it really is yeah. i mean it has it's it's a creative process except for with a harder structure probably yeah. i guess would say well a good way. maybe it's the observation that's the harder structure like maybe science is really cre- i don't know creative science, you know, science is really we are but, getting like well, it's but, different material yeah, i know <laughs> i mean like i approach comedy from like i feel like a really like logical standpoint like from rhythm and like well yeah comedy like, is math so, comedy yeah. is math it yeah. is um, yeah, and I feel like science—it's all about measurements and stuff—and that's the, um, that's that's the, um, I guess, like what is it, left brain, if you will. But yeah. like, I feel like once you surpass a certain level of like you know basic science, like what you learn in 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 high school and like your your gen ed requirements, it gets to a point like math too. Like it gets to a point where it's just people imagining things yeah I think there's actually a TED talk of a scientist saying how important art classes are for scientists one day (laughs) like like people you know really smart kids that are really good at math and science their parents and teachers like just give them math and science stuff and they're like he's like when they're adults and they're discovering theories and stuff they need to have that creative side of the brain yeah but they I wish I remembered 
they said come that. to it underdeveloped. <laughs> like somebody yeah. Well, and a lack of creativity. If you're always taking standardized tests and always like doing things, you know, in a rigid way, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be like, so embarrassing. Like I, know. I feel like our stance on education is so I know unbelievably embarrassing. It is. Well, and I think it's hard to get it turned around because everything that's been Everyone's there been is ingrained. In yeah. yeah. So yeah, nobody totally. is nobody is thinking outside of the box because we they were taught to to get a 98 out of 100, you know, like certain things. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things about the school system too that are super messed up. I remember being in high school and the whole like curved grading system too. Mm-hmm. I mean, me personally, I just think that's kind of messed up because like you get you what got you that get. Well, you get yeah. what you get. Like that's, that's what, I don't know. It just kind of bothered me because I remember being that like, because I was a total, like I love school of one of those people. Which can be really annoying. Um, I love that look on your face, like so embarrassed, but like proud at the same time. (laughs) No, but I love school, and uh, and so I did, especially like in the subjects I really liked, like reading and literature and stuff. So when you really Mm -hmm. got to like read and create this world, I love that. High school. Oh yeah. Well, high school (laughs) and college. I'm I'm kind of a nerd. Um, I like I didn't I didn't get it in high school. I found my way there like my senior year of high school, and Mm -hmm. then like then finally like realized like this is fucking cool, and now I'm like I just want to spend all my day in a library. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I want to go back to school all the time. Me too. I just want to. As an adult too, you would have such a different. I I don't think it would be the same though. No, it wouldn't. Then you would have to like come home and feed your cat. Yeah, like. Pay your bills and like. Maybe someone in the class. I don't know. Somebody's phone kept going off. Who's my dad? Aww. Aww. Hi, Dad. <laughs> okay, sorry, Dad. It's all right. We all have to. I feel like um, there's another thing too that parents do. I don't know if this is something that you have an issue with, but they always call it the worst possible. The worst time. times. Like all yeah. of the time. That's not my parents. I think that's me for my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Both of my parents are like private. They have their own like private businesses. My my dad is a therapist and my mom is a voice teacher, and like obviously if my dad's in session, he won't. He just won't pick up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You of know. course. Yeah. Um, but my mom when like whenever I call her, she's like, "Honey, I'm having a lesson." Oh. I'm like, I knew that too. Every goddamn time, I'm like, <laughs> and there must be some part of me that's like, "Mom, mom, mom, I need you to pay attention to me. I need you to pay attention to me." Like. Yeah, my mom's a teacher, and I always want to call her during the day because yeah. at night I'm running around the city like doing things, yeah, and right. I want to call her during the day. So summer, that's when that's when I get to talk yeah. to her. But yeah, yeah. I Otherwise, it's France. like every other week. Yeah, France. Yeah, she was she was like my mom gets up really really early, mm-hmm. and so it was like perfect because like at like one o'clock. I would call her and it would be like seven in the morning and she would like be drinking coffee and like playing with the cat and like it worked out perfectly. We talked so much. That's, that's (laughs) fun. How long were you, were you in Paris or were you in, where Um, were you in France? I was in Paris for, uh, for a few months and then I came back to get a longer visa and then I spent 10 months in the South of France. Oh Oh, my gosh. It was was really cool. It was really, um, really hard, but really really what you fluent that's amazing that is amazing so what was your purpose for going there other than just being in france i had a moment um 
in like spring 2014 I had like this meltdown I was like I was getting I was booking work I was like I was doing really really well professionally but I was so dead inside I was so dead and I was like I have no personal life like what am I doing I'm not happy um and I just been to my cousin's wedding in France the summer before and I had been to Israel the the fall after that and both of the times like I I went out of New York and I was like I feel so yeah so I feel my energy I'm with people who are like taking time to just enjoy things yes and um and every time I came back I I would be like I can't be here I can't be here so finally in like May 2014 I was like fuck it I gotta go (laughs) (laughs) um and I was supposed to go to Israel actually because if you're young and Jewish it's really easy to go like they have all these programs to entice you to come and like move to Israel and like marry and make Jewish babies. <laughs> so I, I applied for this volunteer program, which seemed really awesome. I would be, I would have been teaching English, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting housing, stipend, like airfare, uh, oh, reimbursed. Amazeballs. Um, and I stopped in France. I stopped in Paris to like hang out with, with friends. Cause I have like, I have a lot of really awesome friends in, in France. Um, and there was a war. <laughs> there, that was when um, oh yeah, Israel was bombing, bombing the shit out of Gaza, mm, mm-hmm. and eventually, like a week, two weeks before I had to go, I was like, I've got, to, I've got to like shit or get off the pot. I have to like make mm-hmm. that decision. And my parents were calling me crying, and my friends were like, Are you going? Are you going? Are you going? And I was finally like, Okay, France is good. Yeah, I'm in France. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote out my tourist visa, and a friend's mom helped me get. Um, a long stay visa. Wow, nice. that's so nice that yeah. they yeah. helped you do that. Yeah, I feel like it must be a little bit less complicated than it he- is here in the states because I have so many friends who are from other countries yeah. and hearing them talk about their art- artist visa and the oh, the, the oh, rigmarole. Well, this was a visa. Okay, so that's different. Yeah, yeah, so I was not allowed to work. Oh. Um. But but yeah, I think I think it's like you can more or less gauge what you have to do for a visa like by what you have to do for a visa to the other place like a lot of countries offer like like a lot of like first world western nations offer like kind of reciprocity Mm -hmm. except that it's harder and more expensive to do it to the u.s but i think that the requirements are like generally basically the same for like a lot of eu countries okay cool i didn't know that i saw um my mom posted on my wall the other day on facebook that um this island off of the coast of ireland inish turk is accepting um refu- um uh, american refugees who want to escape donald trump <laughs> <laughs> Because they've had, they um, people have been moving away from it, and it is this beautiful island. I mean, it's tiny. I don't know what you would Aren't do there. Aren't the winters there. really hard? I think the winters are hard, but like, well, what's interesting so is as technology advances and people can work more remotely in certain yeah. jobs. Yeah, in certain yeah certain fields, it will for sure. be interesting to see if they're you know totally where people end up. Yeah, you know? well, didn't didn't um my boyfriend Justin Trudeau didn't he just say that like people could come to Canada (laughs) (laughs) sorry Mrs. Trudeau I didn't mean for you to hear this way (laughs) he's amazing well he did he did uh he did an interview with um 
Oh, is it Liz Plank? Do you, have oh, you guys no heard? Idea. She does flip the script. She does these like no. little, she's awesome. She's really awesome. She like does kind of these investigation stories, like, but they're really fun. And she uh-huh. asks really tough questions. She's a really good journalist. And she interviewed him and was like, so um, are you worried about all the Americans that are going to be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he kind of laughed and he was like, every year when you know, back when Obama was being elected, people said, if he gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. Same thing happened with Bush. It just doesn't happen. You know, like people... Oh, I don't know. I feel like maybe this time it might actually... (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's... scary it's it's like this weird thing where i'm like there's no way there is right no but i way. said that about him getting the, uh, the nomination too uh, oh i so. was watching the whole thing from france and i was like nah can't happen yeah. i was like you guys look at this fucking circus going on in my country and yeah. they were like that's crazy yeah it is now crazy. everyone's like what the fuck did I, know, I feel like i've entered the twilight zone well <laughs> I don't remember where I saw this too, but there was a really interesting comment that both the Republican and the Democratic parties have like forgotten the blue collar community in this country. And that is who Donald Trump kind of speaks to and has like riled up. And he does, but then he has none of their interests at heart. But 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 that's that's been the Republican platform. Yes. Has been for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we got on this, but we did. I'm actually surprised we haven't gotten into more I know. political. I feel like I feel like we've, we've kind of avoided it. I guess we have. But. Well, you know, there's enough there's enough political satire out there, and I feel <laughs> like he gets oh. he gets enough yeah. he gets enough attention already. Yeah. Um, you know, Mr. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, how he comes up on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John Oliver. <laughs> I, I had this really like like I was like, this is my million dollar idea. I just have to make it now before someone else makes it and someone fucking made it. Uh, um, oh, I was about I, to say, I was like, don't share it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, well, I think I can still do it. Okay. But let's just say that there's a dating website for people to uh, link up with Canadians. Oh, <laughs> oh very nice. nice. But of course, like I sat that. on it and I sat on it. And then my roommate sent me the message and was like, said, like sent me the link and was like, someone did it, Charlotte. I, I, feel, like I, it. I feel like I just saw something like that. Maple but match. I don't know if I could Product do... Product placement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should find them. Will you support our podcast? Yeah, exactly. Um, Canada, I mean, winter's already hard enough here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do... I think there are so many good things about Canada, but... Get going more north is kind of I don't know I'm a drawback like, for me I know you like I know you I'm like a weirdo like I love cold. cold doesn't bother me but winter is different in different places well it's also true I think being in a place where you can actually enjoy the winter and it's just not a giant ball of gray slush right, that you're walking through yeah that you're <laughs> that you're having to trek through like uphill both ways like our grandparents you know <laughs> that's what you feel like you're like oh well and also New Yorkers are such miserable people in the winter <laughs> like I really don't think it's the weather it could be like 50 degrees out all winter and everyone would be like like contemplating the abyss <laughs> you know <laughs> And so no one, like, no one is seeing anyone. No one's going out. Like, it's everyone's true. just, like... Because it's darker in people. Well, and, everyone like, comes out of this hibernation in the spring, and you see it, and you're like, yeah. there's people everywhere. The funniest but thing I always think... why people in Norway love winter? I don't know. Because they live in Norway, maybe? I don't know. They <laughs> have they free health care. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, here yeah. we're just like... 
Well, yeah, I think that's, that's just like in it's general true. the kind of the New Yorker mindset, mm-hmm. and not that they're not this is all New Yorkers, but like I think it's <laughs> I think it's because I don't we're gonna get like bashed. Um, they're like you're supposed to be a podcast talking about people in New York and you hate us. That's not true. We don't hate you. Um, it's just it's such a it's such a different thing because like just how focused and, and into their own minds. New Yorkers become. We which, all get like that. Of course, yeah, yeah, we do. And I mean, and in New York, you have to do that, or you would just be exhausted all the time. Well, yeah, there's like there's like a base. I I think that that's you're you're onto something. Um, I feel like New Yorkers walk around with this insanely high level, like basic level of stress, mm-hmm. which is why I find people flake more in New York. People flake. They do the time. Oh my god! I know. I I try my hardest not to to be that person. Last Saturday, um, I just finished a show, and like the cast. What show was it? It was called Whatchamacallit, a play about Jesus, but it's not actually about Jesus. Like it's about Jesus, but (laughs) it's not pushing any kind of religious agenda, which I find like a little bit misleading. But like, it's a beautiful, beautiful play. It's by um, Emily Claire Schmidt. Okay. Um, and it's you know addresses. A lot of like complicated issues like abortion and homosexuality but like in a world where religion is truth and without judgment Mm. interesting that's beautiful no no no, it just closed and like that's too bad the cast it was it was an all-female cast with this like fucking strong um woman director ria delulo who is just like my my hero now she's like my my art crush forever um and we all were like let's have a picnic next week and i was like i took it upon myself i sent out the email hey you guys let's meet up at my place and we'll walk over to prospect park one o'clock day of the picnic sorry 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 and i know like i love these girls right you know but i get it like like yeah. your your little your little like New York heart is like oh my god if I give any more if I give any more you right. know like just going to the subway going to Target makes my heart go like that. You <laughs> well, know? yeah, I mean it's such it's like okay I have to get on this train and then transfer to this train and then go to the store to pick up the like I understand like I understand and, but why I could people just order do it. Seamless. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and watch Netflix. You yeah, know? exactly. I, who was it that? I was just talking to somebody or somebody was saying, oh, I, I know who it was. It was Adrian Stern. I did a uh-huh. casting directory workshop and she's like, go out and see movies. Go to the festivals. Don't sit at home on your couch because then you're just watching people who are already have the job. Like, go out and network with people who are making stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so true because everyone just wants to go home and turn on yeah. Netflix and like catch well, up on everything. I feel like I feel like it's finding a way to balance that out with yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. finding a way that you can go and do that and then also have your your Time. nights of yeah. like by yourself cuz yeah, I'm someone who the older I've gotten, I realize how much of a uh I'm so introvert. much more of an introvert than yeah. I thought I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't even I've I've heard like I feel like in the last few years the word introvert and extrovert like or like extroverted introvert or introverted extrovert that gets bandied about a lot yeah i actually think it's just like you know your limits Mm -hmm. yeah and you know that you need to recharge which is a totally 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 normal thing like 100 percent like everyone needs to recharge but that's something i think in our industry some publicists i know (laughs) (laughs) but i think that's something too in our industry that they don't like talk to you about very much they're always just telling you about go 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 do 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 and you're just like Huh, like, well, I can't. Yeah. Agents and managers yeah. will be like, if I don't hear from you in an hour, 
I'm, I'm going to assume that you don't want to do it. Be like, sometimes I can't get back to I'm, you in an hour, man. I'm terrified of the moment that we have um, service underground. Ground, yeah. Oh, I know. Because, yeah. like, I will not. I will not respond on the train. Yeah. I, I, I am promising myself right now, like, I draw the line there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to have you have to have some kind of sacred space or some area where you're yeah. not constantly in communication with other people. And you have to be able to say no. You do, and that's okay. That's one of the that's things good. that like it's a good thing to say no, and I and it's it's hard to do. I think especially for women, it's hard. Oh to my say god! No. Yeah. Oh yeah. And for actors, yeah, like yeah, female actors, actors. Actors. female actors, <laughs> female, yeah. female yeah. actors, and then for uh, like we've talked about this a lot too, being from like the Midwest and from the South, like it's. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's like it's triple fold because <laughs> you're like, but all of these things that I should be doing that people expect of me, and it's just like this whole other mm-hmm. level yeah. of of pressure. And then if you think like like your higher self is like, dude, yeah. just say no. Tell him to go to hell. Like that's well, what my, my my higher self is not very high. She's she's yeah. high and mighty in a good way. She's, <laughs> she's like she's like. She's like she's like crazy. She's like my wild card. She's the part of me that I should listen to more often. But I'm like, shh. So she's more like the devil on your it, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. But she usually has my best interest at heart. Because <laughs> she's a badass. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just like the inner badass that is just she's like a little leather jacket. Oh yeah, let's dress her. Let's go. <laughs> leather pants. She totally mm-hmm. has on leather pants and a faux hawk. I that is okay. also something. That voice is also something we're told to shut off too. It is. Women. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, yeah, you know. Oh, the the rage. Something rage, I'm really anger, interested in. Um, I ha- one of my good friends, she has a great thing. She's, she believes that like junior high <clears throat> girls and women in general gossip because they are not taught, they're told not to be angry or not to mm-hmm. have rage. And that's how they get things out. So then it turns into this nasty gossiping. Passive. Yeah. It's passive. passive. Aggressive. Yes. Which I was I hate. like, yes, that is exactly. Because mm-hmm. why, why do women do that? You know, like why... That's not really fun. I love love gossip. Whenever I go home, I I like my friends that like near my parents' house. I'm like, so what happened? So what's going on? (laughs) Who's having sex with who? And who just broke up? Tell me it all. That, well, that's funny because it is. It's, well, it's another form of connection too. But I think it's also a form of connection that we've been made to feel like is is the way to get that particular thing out. I think that's a really yeah. valid thought. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. It's interesting. It is interesting. Well, rather than confronting directly, you yeah. like, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Feminine rage is like something that I really like. I'm interested to like explore in my work, though. Like, I have I have a couple of ideas for. Um, uh, narrative features cool. that like at least one of them is just like all about like repressed sexuality and like female rage and like oh gosh that sounds I, amazing it sounds amazing as soon as you're ready. you don't even know yeah. the plot and, and it's already amazing but it's already right. i'm like as soon as into you your... yeah but well, those those are stories that haven't been told and they there's a need for that by women though they haven't been told by women yes. like because like because i because i'm true. thinking i'm like yeah, well, like the bad seed or like mommy dearest, but like I can't, I can't validate that because my phone is over there and it's on airplane mode. But like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure those were written by dudes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even like Kill Bill. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, which is a great like the yeah. part of the reason that people like it so much is because she's just kicking. Ass. She's just kicking, and she's just letting that part of herself like just letting live. it go and yeah. let it live. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
But yeah. I'm That's like awesome. obsessed with Mad Max. That's like my recent I like. I haven't seen it yet. You know when I know, it I'm, was on TV. Oh it's so funny God, that you, you said it was on TV last night. Tonight, was it? put on, on your jammies. HBO. It was on HBO. Oh, HBO. Okay, I'm put on your jammies. It. Like watch you drink some wine or smoke some weed. Like <laughs> get some popcorn and just watch the shit out of it. It's real. It's visually stunning. Too. You are the second person in a week to tell me to watch it. So well, it's I, a sign. I saw a friend of mine in um, um, Wolf Wolf in the River. It's at the flea, and it just okay. got extended. So if you guys like have some time to go see that, it's wolf. It's kind of like if Faulkner did an adaptation of Sleep No More and put it in one room. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So is it super wordy? Yeah, it's super wordy. Well, the thing that was like really, it got like less and less Faulknery, except for it's like definitely that like Southern Gothic, like that Southern like which I really identify did. with. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, what is what is the name? Is it, it is Quentin, right? The first the first narrator in the Sound and the Fury is the oh my gosh, um, like I don't know, I'm terrible. Like disabled man. That sounds right, but uh, again, I'm pretty sure Quentin's the second one. I've got to, I'll, I'll it'll come to me. But but there was like the whole thing is there's the set is like garbage, like. Um, strategically placed around the, the room in like these like particle board walls with like graffiti and then this huge mound of dirt in the middle and the whole thing I'm, I'm like really feeling this like theater of smells Ooh. the whole thing smells like dirt and there's a part where like you can smell the actors because they're like running around it's not like OBO but it's like yeah, like I smell you, sweat. human. Sweat. I smell human. you. <laughs> and like there's well, this one part where they, they swing a church censer full of incense that's um, a very distinct smell too. Yeah, it's a really yes. all those things are very like distinct and tactile. Yeah, because you I say them and I smell them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Well, I'm going to bring it back around. Um, so I saw this. I saw this play with my producing partner Lauren T. Mack, and like we're always like like witness me. That's like the War Boys and Mad Max. <laughs> and so like everything comes back to Mad Max, and I was like, I like I was like this makes me feel like you know like Faulkner sleep no more and blah blah blah. And she was like this makes me feel like. Like, we're in, like, Mad Max world in, like, a playhouse built by children, like, lost children. Oh, my gosh. That, like, And I was like, any good art that we see, like, I always want it to come back to Mad Max. (laughs) 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 That's awesome, though. That sounds amazing. So we're talking about writing and everything. How long have you been writing? Like, two years. Yeah. That's great. That's... No, like, uh, okay. So, So I started, like, playing with my first my first scenes and my first like notes and stuff like that probably like four years ago but cat planet was like the first screenplay that i brought to fruition okay. and it's epic did you guys watch it i, I didn't get to watch all of it because i did there's not enough hours in the day but i got to watch like the first four episodes awesome. and yeah it's great and it's cool. like you gotta, so oh my, you epic. gotta watch four uh five and six at okay. least at least I, I will I plan awesome. on it I just like I was just like watching it and I was like what an undertaking so because I wasn't sure like how you're like yes. I'm, like, I'm really funny. like I'm still like 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 counting my friends like please don't leave me please don't leave me please don't leave me like the people who worked on it I'm like you guys like did so 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 what? much yeah. for so little money oh that's like, so please, great please yeah. just work with we've me again. talked a lot about like having your having your team having your tribe of people to to help create things and it's so important and and when you delegation. find them yeah oh my yeah. gosh it's the yeah. only way to exist because yeah. It's everything. Yeah. yeah I need like three people to just delegate my life tasks to <laughs> 
like I feel like I was just talking about this with someone. I can't remember with whom, but like I feel like something that I love about that like collaborative part of of art making is um because it's something that I haven't quite mastered. Oh, I remember what it was. I was talking with my neighbor and one of the girls from the show when we were hanging out in Prospect Park. And he, my neighbor was like, yeah, you've got to make friends with your neighbors. You know, like, because, you know, you get locked out of your apartment. Where are you going to go? Right. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I like connected. I was like, I've never really successfully made that happen in my life, in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of community. But like my art life. That's why I'm there mm-hmm. is because doing all of this stuff with all these cool people just like elevates me. It elevates my like my spirit and, you know, my art. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you, it's you so that. that's so right. Well, it's crazy that you say that because like I kind of like know my neighbors, but I work in the community like I have mm-hmm. um, I've babysat and done some other things in the community. And it's great when you walk down the street and you see about. I see at least four or five people I know every single day when I'm walking, which is great because it's that combination of the, the New York feel because you can see them and you can say hi to them and they know you're in a rush and so they don't try to talk to you because that's one of the things I like hated about where I grew up. Like I Uh thought it was so great that like you knew people and having those people around, but like sometimes you just don't want to talk to everyone. (laughs) or you don't have time. It takes yeah. you two hours to grocery shop exactly. because you run into 10 people. Exactly. You know? But that's something that's great. Like, I've never thought about it that way. What a what a um, interesting way to put it. But we do that in our profession, or we, we strive to do that in our professional life. Why don't we do it in our personal? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Dropping I, all kinds of knowledge over there. No, what? I'm, I'm not. I'm not here for the small talk, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's bad is this to me is small talk. Oh, <laughs> this is. Well, this I mean, is, in a this, great way. Yeah. Not well, yeah. Small I mean, like talk. we've never no. met, but like, yeah. but I feel like I feel like honestly, like, if I'm talking to someone, like, fuck the weather. Oh my gosh, my husband. My husband works in business, and he was just talking about that. He's like, you wouldn't believe clients who will just like not talk to you if you ask. Like they live in California, don't ask them about the weather. You know what I mean? Like it's such a. It's like let's have a real human connection. I think in any world, you know, not the right. small talk about the weather. Who cares? Right? <laughs> yeah. It's on your phone. <laughs> like you know. Yeah. It's like what is you know God it's gonna to rain you? at three o'clock? Like, yeah. Like yeah. look it up. <laughs> look it up. So what was the premise of your first big project then? Because I didn't see that one. I just saw your recent one. Oh, well, that, that's it. Like, honestly, oh, okay. so, so the things the things that came before um, are... Um, okay, so so have you... Like, are you familiar a little bit with, with Cat Planet? Yeah. Like, so if I talk yeah, about, I like, the people up. in it... Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had written something for Justin Mork and myself, and Justin Mork um, is the guy who plays Thomas. Mm-hmm. And... I met him doing um, this sci-fi channel, like, um, reenactment ghost story show. And he was this, oh, like, I've very... <laughs> Who hasn't? It's work, you know? And, and, and it was actually a lot of fun. And doing yeah. horror is something that I, I really, like, enjoy. Because, like, you know, where else are you going to hear, hey, hey, can we, can we get more goo for the tentacles? Like... <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> no. But like he was this like very like his character was this like brooding ghost. But then he would like, I, for- I forget the jokes he made. He made some amazing jokes 
where like he would just be like lurking in the background and I would be like, this guy's got jokes. The ghost has jokes. Does anyone else hear this? He's like the out. peanut gallery. Like yeah, just like but like but he's like he like he reads really like brooding and like and even now he just moved to LA and he is killing it out there. Mm. Um not least of all because he had he he had like this this work accident where he has this scar down the side of his face now and that's post cat planet. Okay. But he's like, I feel like he's booked at least three mercenary roles. Wow. <laughs> Since wow. he's got that scar on like like person of interest and Way blacklist and like Yeah. So he's killing it. That's but great. like he's always doing these like these like um kind of dark, edgy roles. Mm-hmm. And like to me, when I hang out with Justin He's like silly and like has jokes. Lucy, he, and he has jokes. Oh my god, he's so fucking funny. So I was like, yeah, like, and I've always, I've always had like dude best friends. Mm-hmm. Like me too. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much I want to say in case my parents. <laughs> oh, my parents. If, if they're listening, if they when they listen, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of things they're probably not gonna want to hear, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. But like a lot of my like like teenage and like twenties, like early twenties, life was spent getting high in my parents' basement. Yeah. With my dude friends. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, I mean, I made Cat Planet, so like they probably know. <laughs> I feel like that was like that was my way of coming out to like, my folks same, as a pothead. Like... <laughs> We haven't talked about it. We haven't talked about it. But, like, my parents are, like, my parents are old hippies. So, oh, like, so then they don't care. They understand. They don't care. But, like, I guess, like, I'm kind of scared that, like, they'll want to get high with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That'd know if I can handle thing. that. No, you can't handle it. That'd be too much. I, no, I know people who do that. But I feel like that would, like, open up this, like, echo chamber of reality. You'd go into, die. like, an alternate dimension or something. That would be a really good web series, actually. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the first thing I wrote was this thing for Justin and me. And it was, like, kind of different in tone. It was a little darker, like, my character. And it was only the two of us, like, and, like, I actually went back and read it a while ago. And I was like, this is void of structure. But <laughs> <laughs> but there's some cool things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot um, of people start out with that. They're yeah. Like, you know, you understand the structure as you do it more. And yeah. writing is all about rewriting, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, I even look at Kaplan and I'm like, this is my first fucking screenplay. This is 100% my first fucking screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great. It's, it's great, though. I, I, it's like, so I watch it quirky and... and so weird and fabulous. Like, Yeah, it is. That's a wonder, wonderful description. Yeah, I love how just like, it's not afraid to just be like, weird. I love it. Yeah. And not like weird just to be funny. No, a good weird. Yeah, it's like actually me though. Like I feel like if you watch it and you like it, I'm like, we can be friends. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like you get me on some level. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's crazy that you haven't like it's really only been two years that you've been writing and you undertook this like big. I mean, because that's not a small feat. Like that was like with the animation and everything too. Like was that was that something that was an original idea or did that kind of well, the whole thing just sort of, like, happened. Like, I can't actually, like, I still can't believe that I'm as lucky as I am. Because <laughs> I, like, I I had a birthday party that was not on my actual birthday. It was, like, a month after my birthday. And this um, this woman director, um, Natasha Kermani, 
um, who was she was doing this thing called the workshop at the time. I don't think she's been doing it for a while because she's been working on a on a feature. But um, it was this great thing. It was this like lab every Sunday for actors, writers, and directors. Mm. So you could bring if you're an actor, you bring in like. The first scene I did there was with actually one of the Cat Planet producers. That's how I met him, Brian Moravant. Um, we did the scene from True Romance, which is a Tarantino script. Oh, yeah. Um, directed by Tony Scott, one of my favorite movies. Um, <laughs> we did the scene where Clarence and Alabama are on the fire escape, <clears throat> and she admits to him that she's a prostitute. And I was, I was just like, I've always wanted to do that scene. Let's do it. So Natasha directed it, and Brian and I like put it in front of people, and you give each other feedback. It was this fantastic thing. That sounds amazing. That, that sounds, sounds like so really amazing. amazing. Yeah. It was free. Yeah. Uh, what? Natasha, bring it back, please. Yes, yeah. that sounds amazing, because there's not enough resources like that, I feel like, for actors where you're not like being nickeled and dimed. Yeah. And, and yeah, my, my uh, mentor in college used to say an actor and his money are soon parted. <laughs> um, I'm sure he still says it. Well, um, it's brilliant, so he should. But writers could also bring uh, material in that they wanted feedback on. So at my birthday party, um, I think I had probably talked about it with someone and I'd been like, I'd been like, hey, wouldn't this be like a cool idea for a series? Like these potheads are like getting high and their cat starts talking to them. <laughs> and I'd like, I'd written sort of like notes on it. Um, and in my mind, it didn't really go any further than the pilot. Um, it was like more like a sketch. Yeah, like in my, in my, um, I guess like looking back through my notes, I had this idea like five times, but I smoked so much weed that I didn't do anything about it until like the fifth time. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so I'd been thinking about it and Natasha comes over like early before everyone cause she had something else to get to. And I was like, Hey dude, like this is this idea I had, like, what do you think of it? And she's like, let's do it. Great. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, it you takes. Need, you need those people. To oh, well, do, I, like... and, and I was like, okay, I guess I, better write it yeah that's exactly what that's exactly what Elise did to me when I had my idea I did a mini musical short about like starting off your day and or like trying to be the best place possible and then yes. as your day goes on how the world shits on you uh-huh. and it's specifically like <laughs> um geared toward actors um I mean it, anyone can experience it because you know it can happen to but us for all. Actors, it's especially it's funny especially because it's yeah. like, oh, that's my day every day. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and mixed in a different so wait, order. Can, we, can can you walk me through it or like can I watch it? Or yeah, something? you yeah. can. I have. I'll 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 tell you. I'll tell you all about cool. it. But anyway, so I had this idea and I was trying to figure out a way to market myself to casting directors that I didn't feel like was weird and that was like a good representation of me and my and my my quirky like out there kind of like you know me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I was telling Elise about it and she was like. I was like, oh, I'm making so much work for myself. Because you know, I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because that's what I was thinking Like when I was watching yours. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. But that's always how there's my so ideas are. Um, like, they're always so involved and require so many. Like, I can't think. I have trouble thinking, like, small and practical when it comes to my create my creativity. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be an undertaking. It's going to require so many things. And I was talking to her about it. And she's like, I think you should do it. And I said, oh okay, I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, I think I said you need to do this. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you have to be open to those do voices this. too, though. Because, like, now now I'm at a point where, like, 
I also feel like I want to produce work. Like I want to, mm-hmm. I want to like Me too. help people, like help people make those ideas happen. And mm-hmm. like, I like a, a bunch of times recently, like I have so many really fucking funny friends Yeah. that, that like they'll say something to me. I'm like, let's do it. And I'm like, totally serious. Like right. let's find a weekend. Let's do it. And it's like, now you plant those seeds and you see what comes back to you and then exactly. those become your people too. Yeah. 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 And it's about continually expanding who those people mm-hmm. are. But who are the people who are going to execute? Exactly. Well, well yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And show exactly. up. And, and, show sh- up. and not I, flake out. I just out. had a, one of my friends is a writer in LA and I was out there and she was like, oh God, people don't show city. up. People don't show up. They say, you know, like talk about, yeah, talk about it's New Yorkers worse. being flaky. Yeah. Flaky. I mean, because it can take an hour to drive somewhere, but yeah. uh, it can take an hour for you to get somewhere on the her subway. Her writing too. partner is just because they kept showing up to like improv practice groups and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, yeah, those people that keep, coming back that's who you want to work with because you can depend on them yeah right no that's so right and it's such a big part of the creative process I think just just, being there just Mm -hmm. being there and together and being able (laughs) it's hard to collaborate if you're not there Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and like on the other hand you do have to be protective of your time and like Mm -hmm. and make those boundaries but like yeah you've got to but you know when there are people that it's worth making that time showing up for yeah Mm -hmm. totally totally yeah, but that's but yeah. So the animation came into it after the fact, or like. So the animation, I've got to do another shout out. Um, yeah, because I was like, the, this I is know, amazing. amazing. The two dudes who are responsible for like the look and feel, the animation, the graphic design, like basically, my friends that I'm like, you're so fucking talented. I love you. Please don't hate me that you did this much work for it. Like I think <laughs> I think I think they're really proud of the product too. But yeah, like like they. they it did so much like it's um so john and chris phelps of the ravicon collective and the ravicon collective is this upstate art collective of just enormously talented people um there's um like william hale and edith pop are musicians and um like john and chris uh actually no um Chris and Max Vanskoy, who directed this horror film called Lake Nowhere that is just so fucking dope. It's so good. Um, anyway, John and Chris were everything on Cat Planet. <laughs> they edited it. John was the head of animation. Chris also drew animation. They had um, Justin Pazel and Joel Barlow, who are also um, visual artists and members of the collective, on the, on the animation team. Oh, man. And that was, I'm pretty sure that was John's idea. Like, the the script is silly. Um, but I think part of the luck of the production was having people that looked at it, read into the style, and were like, I'm going to do this. So, the, like, the Phelpses are prime examples of that. They put in an animation. They put in puppetry. All of the moments with, like, little sound effects, like someone looks and it goes, whoosh. Yeah. That's all them. Mm-hmm. None yeah. of that is in the script. And, like... When I was approaching, when I was approaching them, um, I was like, "Can you guys please just like make this look cool?" Yeah, you <laughs> make, make it look cool. It does <clears throat> very cool. It does, and it's like awesome. the deal that like essentially we had with like John and Chris and Mike Forzano and Laura Cohan who did the music, which they're also, also great my heroes. Mm-hmm. I love the eighties feel first to it. Score. But that's the Can thing is so many that? people, that's the thing though, is like, I feel like in the artistic world, it's so much of a, if you actually give people the opportunity to do things and they're creative people, stuff, 
things can happen so much bigger than what people give you credit for. Just because something's your first thing doesn't mean it still can't be great. Oh, yeah. Or wonderful or amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and sometimes I think there's projects that are just, they're going to be made no matter what. Like, yeah. I've worked right. on stuff that, I, that I've written and I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't writing this. I wasn't, like, I did write it, but it just was supposed to be made. I don't know why it was supposed to be made, but things just fell in the right place at the right, right time. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, and then there's other times where it's like walking up that hill with like right. <laughs> 100 yeah. pounds on your back. Like, right. You why know? are we doing this again? Yeah. Why? <laughs> but those projects need to be made too, but you have to go through the whatever you need the, to learn for that. Right. Exactly. But that process. Yeah. I don't know. That's but, also part of the thing with film. I feel like that's really like it takes a lot of getting used to um, is the fact that like you've got to carry this thing to term for like two years yeah yeah <laughs> so you're like when you get done with production you're like yeah we did it you guys you're and then so it's like, excited and yeah. then post-production is like a, a whole another like world times as, as long yeah. and you're like and then i have to promote it yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah oh my god what well that's why like you understand why people have publicists and why they have like all of the different team members to go about and do that because it's exhausting doing everything it's it's you're just like, oh, I'm well, so tired. And if you're not a PR marketing person, you're like, you don't know where to begin. Where do I start? Yeah. Even if you yeah. are, we have this. We have this amazing publicist who um, is working like what she can for Cat Planet because she's primarily a genre film publicist. Okay. So like, she lives in horror and sci-fi um, and is really, really good at her job. Mm-hmm. But like, web series is an experiment, um, and it's so all about having the doors to open just knowing where they are knowing who's behind them Mm -hmm. and like it's it's like it's really occurring to me in the last like few months how much having the like two grand a month for a publicist separates who gets Yes, scene. You're and it's so like, right. It's, the same it's such thing, a classic. Same thing in Hollywood. Class is bullshit. Scale. On a yeah. big scale, it's this, it's the same thing. The movies that do well or end up in the Oscars are ones that were promoted and publicized. And do those tours? Do those, those the Oscars? Yeah, yes. Is like, they do those whole promotion tours, like the, all of them, like the screenings, but then in all of the different cities, and then all of the press tour and all of that. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, was is it Dallas that says something about how like it takes you you know three weeks to shoot something and then you spend the majority of the rest of your year actually promoting it? Yeah, <laughs> um, and that's like that's so much of what you don't think about how much of the other stuff you have to do as a mm-hmm. performer and as a creator, but it's most of well, it. Film is a whole other animal, yeah. and that's like I grew up in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when I moved to New York, I started going to like non-actor calls, and I was like, <sighs> Charlotte out. Yeah, yeah. join the club. Charlotte yeah. out. And yeah. I started yeah. auditioning for for student films. Yeah, and like just booked them. Yeah, right. Booked them, booked them, booked them, and I was like, I was just like on set all the time, and I was like, this is great. This is class. Yeah, right. I'm in exactly. Film class. Learning. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I was yeah. like in class as an actor. Right. So I didn't have to deal with the post production. I was just the one like emailing those poor student directors, like, "Where's my, where's my reel? Where's my yeah. footage? Yeah, <laughs> give me my scenes." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've all been that person, but I, I think it takes before you've been on the other side of the table to realize that. Now, granted, there are so many projects that you are take part in and you give your time and a part of yourself for, and 
you never get anything from it and that's a little bit or you get any you get something from it and you're like i'm never using this (laughs) 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 like it was better in my head (laughs) yeah Oh, that's hilarious. So how long did you guys shoot for? What was the shooting schedule slash We process? shot the pilot in one night on, like, I don't know, some, some like, early March. I want to say, like, fe- and actually, like, February 2014. Okay. Okay. And, and for, like, a few months before that, um, I'd been bringing, I think, episodes one through five maybe one through four into the workshop to like hear people read them. And actually a lot of the directors and oh, actually all the directors were workshop directors and a lot of the actors were workshop actors. Oh wow. Um, that's cool. Really awesome. So that's how you found your cast is through workshopping things. Well, this, this one particular, the workshop. Yeah. This one particular um, place. Um, See Brian Morvant, Karen Eilbacher, who is in Wolf in the River and is. <laughs> That's my head exploding. Um, who else? One of my one of my pit improv teachers is in it. That's amazing. Oh wow! Did you? Who is it? Um, did you watch episode up to episode five, which is the I cult? I didn't get to five. I haven't gotten to five. I watched, yet. I watched the first three. The, the cult leader. And episode okay. five is my level two improv teacher. Oh my gosh, that's Jeff amazing. Jeff Grimwood. He okay. is, I've heard that name before. Oh my God, you guys. He has, I don't think he's done it in a little while, but he has this show that he does called Fake Church at the Pit, oh. where he does an entire improvised service. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like on, I would find that endlessly an, funny. On an audience suggestion, and I've seen it a few times, and like, when I think the first time that I saw it, and there's there's a, a whole team who do like improvised, um, um, like liturgical readings and hymns. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's amazing. That and the first time I saw hilarious. it, it was um, the Holy Church of Tampons. Oh, which nice. was brilliant. And then the second second time, some asshole threw him um, Cormac McCarthy's The Road, <laughs> which. Which like none is. of none like, of the team members had any idea any idea what it was about. But I think fortunately Jeff, it looked like he had either read the book or seen the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what he does in this show is he'll, you know, he'll lead you on this like funny journey. And then at the end he takes a moment and he's like, I'm gonna make it real for you. So you can close your eyes and have a moment. And he does it. He makes it real and deep and poignant. So it's not just about being funny. Oh my god, no, but the dude is hilarious. <laughs> you know, but then he then he like and that's what I loved about him as a teacher cuz he's like super fast. Yeah. He's super fast and he's sharp. But he's like very real too. Like he's I I like people that like they make you laugh, but like over a drink you're like you know, dude, I'm afraid of death. Yeah. But I think you know? that that's right. <laughs> but that's what like I think most of the funniest people I know are some of the most also simultaneously serious people that I know (laughs) because it's that being able to think (laughs) and comment on like such serious things and such deep things in life I just using humor to comment on them yeah to take your pain and make it funny make it funny right exactly yeah Oh, anyway, man. see fake church. 
Fake Church is great. Fake, Fake Church. Church. I've, we have we have so many recommendations I right know. now. Um, <laughs> but he's a cult list. leader. We'll have to. He's the cult. He's the, the cult. He's leader. the cult leader yes. in it. He's amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to really see the funny. last couple episodes. That makes me think of Weeds at the end of the last season with um, what's his face that starts his own church. Oh, Andy? Yeah. Does Andy no, start? No, An- who does? Andy. Um, I forgot. I didn't oh. see it. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Weeds. Which... I love Weeds. Um, <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched the last season too. I like. Oh, uh, his I liked name Weeds. is his real name is his. You would know him. He. Uh, Which well, one was he though? Like, what was his like? He was. Mm-hmm. He was the. He was the neighbor. Um, oh, Doug. Yes, Doug. Okay, okay I was going to say. Doug. I feel so unhelpful Doug. right Which, now. Um, I have no yeah. idea. He's an Odenkirk, isn't he? Uh, Bill Odenkirk? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm but really bad with names. I'm me too. so that, bad um, with faces. He's, but... he's Kung Pao under the fist, right? I don't know. Which is also really know. fucking hilarious. Really Although funny? I think it might maybe there's so many movies like that I thought were hilarious as like a teenager that now like in the age of like accountability and like non-cultural appropriation I, yeah, I look, you back, look back and I'm like oh is it still funny <laughs> <laughs> can I watch this and how guilty do I have to feel to still feel think about funny? laughing yeah. yeah yeah I feel like there's a lot of things that I feel that way about oh. in life um Drop so gorgeous Oh, yeah. It's funny, terrible know. funny. It's, it's funny, it is but there's funny. the, like, the, the, like, I'm using quote fingers, retard and, like, the Asian family. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, yeah, it's too much. Oh my, yeah. oh, my God. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. I was just thinking about the I ridiculous. I just think of her dancing with that cross. Yeah, that's well, what I think. See, like, see, when the, I think the, of drop dead gorgeous, that's what I think. The, the lampooning of the like white culture, the like white midwestern culture, that's spot on, and and you know, tongue in cheek, it's it's sending up that culture, right? But it does not justify, yeah, the other Will thing. Sasso playing, a, you know, a mentally disabled man, yeah, yeah. like he does, yeah. Yeah. Or they, they could have done it different. I don't know. I like, don't now know. looking back at that stuff, I'm like, let's do better. Yeah. <laughs> let's do better, you guys. Well, I mean, I think that that's the only thing you can hope for is, like, <laughs> looking back at things and saying, hmm, let's just do, let's do better than that. Yeah. Let's do better. So when you went to, you went to SUNY. New Paltz. New Paltz, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I thought I saw that. Yeah. Where, there's, aren't there several campuses? No. No? No, no, no well, there's several SUNY, SUNYs. But SUNY New Paltz is the correct, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, and so it's there's exactly one campus per... <laughs> Per SUNY? Is there one campus per SUNY? Something like that. Because I have other friends that have gone to SUNY. I don't remember. <laughs> SUNY, which, I don't know. Which one? I had a lot of dancer friends go to SUNY Purchase. Purchase. Yeah. 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 So did you study acting? Yeah, I yeah. studied. Um, I majored in, in uh, like, so, so SUNY system, the SUNY system is interesting because things like MFAs and BFAs, there's like a one school monopoly on like special programs so purchase okay. has the mfa and bfa monopoly um and new paltz is a is a ba school so i got my ba in theater arts with a concentration in performance okay and i minored in philosophy oh, cool. <laughs> which was really I fucking that. cool yeah. i love everything about that that is so amazing philosophy because i mean i think there's so much that the creative world like of how much stuff that needs to be made that doesn't talk about 
the deep things that in life that we like kind of avoid that I think it's amazing that you, that's what your other study was. I'm I'm so so happy that I have a BA and not a BFA. I have a BA like, as well. I have a BA too. I'm I'm so yeah. happy that I that I got to study those other subjects. Other, yeah. I think they influence my my art yeah. way more than if I yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, it's really interesting. It's really it, to to because I went to a liberal arts school, so I had to take uh, all all the stuff, all the stuff, oh, all the stuff. <laughs> I had to take all the stuff. <laughs> but some of my favorite classes were outside of my major, mm-hmm. and they were they they still influence me today. Oh they, my god! Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I took um, I took uh, the philosophy of language with a guy named David Applebaum, and and like anyone that I meet from New Baltz, like um, Laura Cohan, who was half of the music team for for Cat Planet, like she also took the same class, and like if we bring it up, we're like. I see you. Yeah. I see you. We're on the same page. That yeah. blew your fucking mind, didn't it? Blew mine too. <laughs> <laughs> we um we read like like Derrida and Saussure and and what was it Baudrillard who we watched The Matrix after reading Baudrillard. It was all about you know what stands outside of language. Mm-hmm. You oh. know it like you start the class at like that which is threatening to penetrate the very. Um, uh, how would you say this? Like perforate the boundaries of language. Interesting. And make its way. Wow. In. It's yeah. Like so that's what we start, started. You started at ten. Yeah, and we it just went up from there. And <laughs> oh my like gosh. my um <laughs> my Wi-Fi network is called the Pharmacon because of um <laughs> this this Derrida essay that just like blew my mind in in greek pharmacon means both poison and remedy oh which the example that he uses in the essay is writing that um you know the uh egyptian messenger god brings to the pharaoh um writing and he says look i invented this thing that is going to make everyone's life infinitely easier and the king's like "Uh uh-uh everyone's going to forget everything we we remember it all right now and you start giving people writing and they will lose their memories um it's like this guy we don't remember things because of this phone because we know we can look it up it's about remembering where we can find the information there's a lot of um like psychology articles on this yeah right it's it's kind of incredible it is i i feel like my parents my grandparents who they my grandparents didn't even go to college but sometimes i'm like you guys are so fucking smart because you remember yeah (laughs) you're like i don't remember anything because you know because yeah it's like it's like i go to the google i'm like wait what is this again i have an idea of what it is right i give myself a time frame that i have before I give myself at least five minutes to try to remember something on my own before I'll look it up. Oh, that's good. I like that. And then depending on how stubborn I am, if it's something that I feel like I should really remember, then I'll like wait until Mm -hmm. I remember it. Yeah. But that's also, there's a huge payoff. Like if you don't remember a word and you're like, give me five minutes, give me five minutes and like, and then you're like, that's That's it. it. Yeah. 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 And then you feel super accomplished. <laughs> you do your little dance and like... <laughs> You're like, I have words. Yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. Well, awesome. Cool. Yes. Well, where... Say. So, Cat Planet's on YouTube. Cat Planet's on YouTube. Um, so, you guys should all check it out. Yes. Yeah. It's wonderfully hysterical and quirky and just the right amount of weird. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other projects coming up? Or is this... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell us about so, it. Yeah. So right now, uh, my producing partner for Half Stash, which is my production company with um, with Lauren T. Mack, who is a 
bomb ass bitch. <laughs> um, we're developing a female driven sketch show called Ooh. Strange Little Girls. Ooh. And we have like a number of other things that. that we like don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we have um we have like a kind of wide variety of genres of like narrative features and um and television projects. Great. That Great. we're working up. Uh, awesome. our, like mission statement is like comedic elements, fant- like fantastic elements, um, and female driven. I love so. that. It's really cool. I like love your pillars that. of yeah, your work of art. Yes, that's amazing. Oh, and um, and intersectionality, diversity in all areas. Right. I love it. That's amazing. So they can find Cat Planet on YouTube, um, the new projects and stuff. Where can they find you, like, via social to be able to make sure that they can see what, what's going on yeah, in, um, with you? I guess we need to make a half-stash website. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my accountability. Well, hopefully, hopefully, we need yeah. to make a Nothing Shines like, like Dirt website. website. Yeah, exactly. Well, the many things pro you tip, have to do. Um, you can get really great Tumblr themes that look like websites. Then you just buy the yeah. domain. So I think maybe that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm saying this right now. By the time you listen to this interview, <laughs> there will be a half-stash com or a half uh, I don't know. I'll tell you guys. Yeah. Awesome. You'll, you'll we'll, have to tell we'll us what it is. You can post it. it. Yeah. 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 We'll cool. love to be able to. What about you on Twitter or Facebook or any? At Charlotte Pines. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. All oh, the other that's... Charlotte Pines of the world are pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you have a monopoly on, yeah. on all of this. I know stuff. at least two of them. Do you really? Oh, yeah. wow. That's How crazy. do you know people? Well, that... I don't know them, know oh, them, no, but them. like. Okay. Like I got, there's, there's, um. A woman in Atlanta who emailed me and she was like, I've had your name at least 40 years longer than you because she married into like, a, her name is Charlotte. And then she has a maiden name, Pines. Okay. Um, it was really good natured, but she was like, if you ever come to Atlanta, look me up. Oh, that's so cool. It was super, super sweet. Yeah. That's really sweet. And there's one in England who just got married and like, we have like a nice um, Instagram rapport. Uh, that's <laughs> That's amazing. I, I love that. Like my names are too weird to. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I'd find another. I think there's another Leslie Shannon. I don't know if it's spelled the same as mine, mm-hmm. but she's oh. a scientist. Leslie Ooh. Shannon. I feel like there probably cool. are a lot of them, especially if you moved to uh, Ireland. Uh, yes. If I lived in Ireland, it'd be one thing. Now that my name is officially different, I am the only one mm-hmm. that I know of. I think in the world, because my husband's last name is very unique. Yeah. What is it? Hollily. It's always mispronounced <laughs> all the time. Awesome. Well, thank you so thank much you for coming so much. and visiting. Charlotte, this is awesome. This, and you guys check out Cat Planet. It's, it's funny. It's some funny stuff. Yeah, all right. Maybe. Thank you so much for coming and thank you guys for listening. Thank Peace. you. Thank you guys. I'm just gonna say smoke some pot while you watch it. <laughs> yeah, get um get yourself ready, whatever that means. <laughs>